if you have been struggling with sadness, depression of any kind, and just feel like utterly alone, broken, or like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't love you, whatever reason it is, or just relationships, heartbreak, you're not alone. And the podcast we're going to do today is going to address some core reasons so many people today are experiencing depression and some really great insights into what we can start to do about it. But it begins with seeking information, seeking knowledge. And if you want to get some really good insight and information, keep listening. Hello, alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the place where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. Welcome back, my lovely sisters. I'm just so grateful for the day today and the opportunity to connect with you all. I um, I don't know, I get really excited because I feel like I've connected with so many of you on a personal level that when we and I talk to you on the podcast now, it's like I already know so many of you. So it's actually um, a really nice feeling uh, to actually get on and connect. Um, I have a really important topic I want to address today that from what I can tell is super important to you guys as well. And if it isn't us, ourselves, many of us are I mean, if it's not just us, it's maybe like a family member or a friend. Um, know somebody who's suffering from extreme sadness or depression. And um, I'm sure, as you know, as I've experienced it uh, way back in my life as well, um, it can take over our life, our relationships, not make us want to do anything, or for that matter, even face the day each morning as we get out of bed. So I totally know um, what you're going through or maybe what someone you love is going through no worries you're not alone we're all gonna get together as women and get ready just to get real and talk about what's really causing our pain and what we can like begin to do to get to a better place inshallah together so um, that's why the title of this podcast is called the true cause of your depression because um, I have come across some really great information that I want to share with you and sometimes you know I'm always learning and growing as well I believe that I'm like a lifelong learner in that way and so every time I catch something that I feel will be super relevant I really just want to share it with my audience and um, I just want to say we do post two times a uh, week and so if you ever want to join us subscribe more than welcome join the family and my name is mindful muslima i'm a licensed educator and a mom of five and i'm kind of like a big sister in the community and constantly addressing um different topics of interest to you a lot of you dm me and i've gotten so many dms on um really just asking me to talk about negative feelings of depression, sadness, jealousy, marital issues. Um, A lot of you are really opening up to me and I love that because when you open up to me about what you're going through, it allows me to know exactly what you need me to address. And so that's what I'm doing today. And um, I have a couple shout outs real quick before we jump into the content. I have three today, which is odd. I usually have two. So I have a couple shout outs that are just from amazing people or amazing groups. I want to shout out um, to a sister named Iqra for reaching out to me on this topic specifically. And she just shared some of her feelings. And I want to just say, thank you so much, sis. It was so great to connect with you. And I did want to um, give a shout out to two groups that are, you know, they share my my content. And um, I also want to shout out Kama. C-A-M-A, it's an acronym, for sharing a clip from my talk at their youth conference that I did. And last not 
but not least, I wanted to give a shout out to the LIUMSA for being on fire right now and just deep in charity work. I've noticed just like a huge boost in the work that they're doing and the people that are in charge there. And I just really want to say it's really exciting as a Muslimah to see other brothers and sisters, especially brothers. There's a lot of brothers in these groups. And, you know, as women, we're always like, where are the guys? Where are the guys doing the hard work? Well, there are some young guys, which I'm excited that they're young because they're going to be a great um, inspiration and role model to the guys that are coming, you know, after them. They're just doing some really great work. So just shout out to all these guys that are spending their waking hours and days just trying to motivate the community and get them on board and get us together. So, I mean, we always highlight kind of like negative stuff about our community. And I wanted to say how beautifully positive and excited I am that there are other Muslims out there just doing amazing work. And I just wanted to shout them out that they're sharing my stuff, but also that I want to share what they're doing because I really believe in it and I'm so excited that it's all happening. So if you'd like to um, get a shout out on my podcast, you could just basically share any of my content on your IG stories or from my YouTube. You can even share anything on Instagram and you'll be chosen next as uh, maybe a shout out for my podcast. And please don't forget before we start to share this type of um, information and content with anyone you feel could benefit so many sisters and this is kind of the topic of today are suffering alone for no good reason thinking it's just them thinking it's like a malfunction on them and everybody else has got it together but no we're all experiencing a lot of the same things so share it with another sister that you think could benefit and please also um if you are benefiting from the podcast leave a review guys i have so many of you and i'm actually surprised not more of you actually say something about like you give a lot of private messages which I totally love but don't forget to leave some public messages especially on Apple because it just lets other sisters know that this is a space that can benefit them and it also allows you when you subscribe um, also to know when our latest work is going to be released okay Okay, super short today, but I did want to tell you that um, I came across some information by, because I had a quote on my IG today um, from Johan Harry, and you can you can go check my um, IG quote out, um, but it's related to this, and it, that was just a snippet of some greater information that I got from him, and I, I've done a previous podcast on depression or things leading about depression or negative thoughts and so forth and how to address them, and I'll probably link some of them in the show notes below, but what I wanted to talk about today was some amazing information that came my way from two brilliant men. Now, one was a man suffering from depression that went on a quest to save himself when doctors couldn't. He had done everything everything they told him to do and it didn't quite work but he had gotten to the bottom of what was causing his pain and some realizations about why all of us are suffering and I thought that information would really benefit this community and just because of so many conversations I had with you all and I was connecting it to Islam like I talk about that's what like my whole um, podcast is about connecting these modern thoughts with our Islamic identity and the sunnah so I want to just draw that connection today and then the other gentleman that I want to bring some information from him he's a doctor with a great approach on how to talk to ourselves or talk ourselves out of negative thoughts and feelings when we have them and I actually been trying to use this with my son because he ended up actually writing a story um, for children to help them do the same thing and he has a cute little acronym called ANTS I'll give you his name as well A-N-T-S it's automatic negative thoughts and my son now whenever whenever we notice he's going through something because it's totally normal for children to have that I'm like do we have a case of the ants and then he makes his cirky smile and he's like 
Yeah, I think so. And then, (laughs) but he can pinpoint that these are just negative reactions and they're not really real feelings. We can totally work ourselves out of them. And I, I teach my kids from a really young age, just this is like a little parenting thing, that they have complete control of their emotions and they have complete control of their choices and they can choose to have a good day even if their day isn't going so well. They could still have a good day. There's no such thing as this is a bad day. It's going to be a horrible day today. Not even true. That's just stuff we tell ourselves. So I even trained my kids at a very young age, at even like four and three and up, to just understand the power of the mind and kind of how to shape it. So, um, yeah, there were some things I wanted to just bring up on depression that that like the highlights of these men because they had like really long talks and I wanted to just bring some highlights that I thought were really relevant to our community. Um, first of all, Jahan was saying depression is not a malfunction of you, right? It's more of a signal. And this is the main umbrella thought that I want us to carry with us today is that depression is not a malfunction of you or I. It's not because we're horrible, we're broken, we're just, you know, we're no good, we're not, you know, it's not that. It's a signal. It's a sign. Like when you're driving the car and the gas light comes on. Like, you know, when you get a certain pain in your body, it could be a sign or a signal. For me, I know when I get too much stress, I get a lot of stress in my neck and then I get a headache. I only get stress headaches. I don't get like a headache from something else. I know as soon as I get a headache, I'm pushing myself too hard and I could feel that it comes from the stress in my neck and those muscles tightening up and that probably means I need to slow down. And that's my little signal. So depression is very much a signal. And what I want us to take away from today is are we paying attention to the signal? and what they're telling us. We need to ask ourselves, what are they telling us? Now, these signals are pointing to mostly some type of like underlying reason. Yes, they're very hard to see in the midst of depression. I know. When you're in depression, you don't want to see anything. You don't want to figure out anything. I got it. But with the proper help and time given to finding, you know, these real underlying reasons and exploring them and reflecting on them, that's how we're going to find our healing guys connected to, to, to the sunnah as well. And if we continue to ignore these signals, we will stay exactly as we are and possibly fall deeper. However, if we acknowledge the signal, what it is, and respect the signal, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could be sending us a signal, guys. Could be sending us a signal that we're dealing with something that is not good for us. We're neglecting something that we should, shouldn't be neglecting that we need to address. You know, maybe we're filling our head, our, our ears, whatever it is, our eyes with material that is not healthy for us. Just like my quote I mentioned in, in IG. And if we begin to address them, we will find the liberating healing we so desperately need. So we need to just stop treating the signals as something as if they're not signs, you know? And stop looking at ourselves as just broken and there's something wrong with us. And instead, you know, just really, really thinking about what is this trying to tell me? What is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala trying to tell me? Because if we don't address them, they take us away from a good life. They take us away from our own happiness. And, you know, that's something we really, really need to consider. So... I know some of the information I give you today might sound cliche, but sometimes, and this is what Johan was talking about, he had suffered from depression for like 13 years. He was on like the highest medications and the highest doses. And the doctors kept telling him his pain will go away if he just takes these meds and these meds. And he came to some amazing realizations I want to share with you today.
Okay, so what I love about Johan Hari's story that I wanted to take, so these just like takeaways, is that he spoke about something that might seem obvious and cliche to us. Um, you know, we're living in this time, this day and age, where we just kind of never really are encouraged to address what's going on inside of us. We could just cover it up, you know, or we don't even have time to deal with it. We're just busy, go, go, go. We're on the phone, we're at work, we're here, we're there. Or even if we're not busy, we're just encouraged to encouraged to keep busy we're constantly fiddling with our fingers on the phone like I said or engaged on the computer or whatever it is we're just busy and we're never you know kind of taught to be reflective that hold to the but that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala encourages us to do so I wanted to just mention some highlights of what he brought back he ended up so this uh, gentleman like I said, he had suffered with depression for like 13 years. He was on the highest meds. None of them worked. He did everything that the doctors told him to do. And he decided to then take it into his own hands. Uh, long story short, he traveled the world... Um, and he went to different doctors from different countries and he talked to them about how people solve depression in those countries. I found it very interesting. And at the end, you know, the, uh, the result was they, they, the people that had success or the, the countries or groups that had success were because they addressed the underlying root causes. They did not give medication. They did not just do therapy sessions. They actually found out the cause. And he has a little story about a cow and a man from Cambodia. It was very, very sweet. And it was like common sense solutions so we have sometimes we're living in the most modern of countries and we have the most complicated solutions that don't really work and in these countries that were very humble and um very to the point they're just like he's clearly sad about this so we just removed that from his life or we helped him and in the countries that were the most successful it's when they band together the person didn't feel alone and then they actually got to the root cause of their sadness, addressed it, and moved on. It's it's kind of common sense, right? And if it's that easy, his question was to all the doctors, then why are we not addressing it? And it's like anything else, guys. I'm not going to try to get all like conspiracy theory or anything, but um, you can make a lot of money by constantly fixing things but never fixing things so you know many of the countries we live in are not in the business of really helping people they're in the business of being in a business you know so basically um what he found out in the end was that we're just not really addressing the issues that are making us upset and he he basically talked about how um you know there's about nine causes for depression and about two of them are really biological where you know someone might actually have to take medicine there's a chemical imbalance but the other seven were all very much linked to environmental causes things around us that were clearly um you know, affecting us. And so these things were contributing to depression. It, they were really, really things that, that people weren't looking at and addressing and getting to the bottom of. So sometimes change, and I know it's hard, guys, uh, requires action. And maybe we're afraid to take action. Maybe we're afraid of being rejected by others. You know, we're not broken. We're extremely capable. We're just not getting our needs met. And that's what he got to the bottom of. The most people who are in depression are not getting their basic needs met. And that's what my IG post was about. It was about the fact that, you know, if you eat junk food all the time, 
you're going to feel horrible because you're not getting your biological needs met. And you have psychological needs, guys, and so do I. We all need to feel loved. We all need to feel part of a group. People will pretend they don't need that, but biologically, that's the way we're made up. And it's very much connected to our psychology. So if you are feeling alone, disconnected, un like uh, not getting just feeling like things happen to you in a just way um, you know feeling slighted by someone else these are feelings that stay with us especially when they're from people that we love or that we trust and we've been harmed by them or you know we just in general have certain needs that are not being met so if you are currently suffering from sadness and depression we need to get to the bottom of what what needs which needs of yours are not being met and that's really what it is. It's not that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't love you. It's not that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given up on you or nobody wants you or nobody loves you. You have basic needs. You're a human being and you deserve to have those needs met. And they're just not met yet. So that depression is a signal like ding, 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 that we need to focus on what that is and get it corrected. Now, some people will say, there's no way to correct it. It's impossible. I've tried. Guys, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there's always a way. We cannot put limits on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can move mountains if he wants to. He created the entire creation and everything in it. Subhanallah. So let's talk about some healing from the Islamic perspective. There's so many solutions that we can go into. I'm going to give you about four suggestions for solutions if you're currently suffering from um, difficulty. And I want to say there is a common problem in our deen where people constantly just hear depression. and They're like, oh, depression, you have low iman. That's not the case, guys. Yes, sometimes there is low iman connected with the depression and it's understandable. But it is not just that simple. It's a bit more complicated. So the first point I want to make out of the four is we need to acknowledge our need to be our own best doctor. We actually need to self-medicate, self-heal, guys. And why do I say this? We need to stop waiting for someone to rescue us. Bottom line, like I at one point was suffering, and I'll talk about it in a minute, from depression a long time ago when I didn't understand or I didn't have the tools. I would have definitely loved to have crawled out of depression, but I couldn't because I didn't have the tools. And these are types of things I want to share with you today. You know, and we've mentioned the signal. Maybe the signal is a mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you're listening to this right now and you're depressed, what we really need to do is to get to the bottom of what is causing that depression. You know, and there are so many ways to do it. It could be speaking to a professional if you're not ready for that. It could just be sitting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and really pouring your heart out to Him quietly alone about what you're feeling and why you think you might be feeling it. Honestly, sometimes, guys, when you talk it out, it works. Now, if you're not a person who talks, now mind you, I did try some of that stuff and it didn't work for me at the time. Some other times it did, but in that particular point in my life where I was extremely sad, it hadn't. What happened was someone suggested to me, about writing it out and now when you write it forces you to actually slow down your thinking or pay attention and you can actually read back things that you wrote and then go hmm and you can notice patterns so I did that and that's when it changed for me but the point is everyone has to figure out what works for them like some people when they're going through certain things in their life people like pray read Quran okay this is the thing different people are affected by different things. So they're all great suggestions, but some will be more effective than others. So my first suggestion is understand that no one's coming to rescue you. No one's coming to rescue me. We have to start creating our own solutions. And that's why in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about tons of ways for us to live a positive life 
just sometimes it's hard to connect all the dots. So that's why we're here in this podcast to help each other work through that, right? And But the thing is, I want you to know when you do reach out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he promised to respond right away. He answers the dua of the person right when he makes dua. It doesn't mean you're going to get the answer like literally that minute, but it does mean he's already started working on that solution. So if you haven't already, start to take care of yourself by reaching out to Allah, the creator of your body, the creator of your mind. He knows what you need more than you do, more than I do, right? And um, so everybody has to figure out that what works for them. And guys, by the way, we need to start also looking at this, like I said, as a mercy, because without this signal, maybe we would never change. Maybe it's our it's our pivot for change, you know? And we have to look at it like that. And we also need to remind ourselves that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never gives us more than we can bear. And I know it can feel hard sometimes, but you're strong. You may not feel strong right now, but I know you are, and I believe you are. And let me tell you why. Because I didn't believe I was strong at the time, but I was. I was just underestimating my ability because I was feeling sad. And it's kind of, you know, it's understandable. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never gives us more than we can bear means he made sure we were strong enough to handle that hardship. So he knows we can, and we have to believe in that trust that we have with him. And so I know you're going to be fine. He knows you better than you know yourself. So that was number one. It's just like, guys, you got to start creating the change for yourself. I have to start. We have to start understanding that we have to be our own doctor and not wait for someone to save us from this feeling. It's something we have to just try to be active about. Number two, we need to then take stock of our life and what is happening. Sometimes I get so caught up because I'm busy, I'm busy. I have a ton of responsibility and we could easily not pay attention. And that's the whole thing about mindfulness. It's it's that whole paying attention thing, right? It's the thing that like nobody does this day, right? So I'm going to give you some questions to ask yourself and, you know, in a minute about how, so you can take stock of your life and what's happening in it. But the first point I want to make about this before I do is why is this important? Well, the Quran teaches us to be our own doctor and diagnose ourselves. And the prophet, peace be upon him, talks about this lump of flesh in the chest. And if it's good, then everything else will be good, right? So that's not meant to say your heart alone your heart is not in isolation it's part of a a working system right so your psychology is very much related to that external factors in your life are going to affect your heart right so the questions i want you to start asking yourself are how are the following things making me feel my living environment for some people it's the house you're in right now the people that are there the vibe that's there the culture that's there number two how's my working environment making me feel if you work Are there any toxic relationships or haram relationships that might just be putting me in the feelings that I'm having right now? And are there any other unresolved internal issues that I've been ignoring and not really resolving that can be contributing to the way I feel? For me, just a little personal um, information, like it was always my work situation. For some reason, um, I was always working with people that I was really passionate about, whatever they told me the job was. But then when I got inside I found that their character was really hard to work with. Maybe they didn't do what they said they were going to do. Or they were putting me in a position where I was constantly being forced to harm other people indirectly. Like not intentionally, but because of the disorganization of the place where I worked. Or people didn't, you know, do X, Y, Z. And so I realized that it was a source of stress for me. It was making me very upset, very uncomfortable. And so for me, many times that was a trigger for extreme sadness or feelings or or injustice. Things like that. So everybody has their thing, right? So the the first point was to, you know, understand we have to be our own doctor. And the second one is we really need to take stock of our lives. Maybe we want to sit down with a piece of paper and a pencil and you want to answer some of these questions I just mentioned. 
about the different areas of your life, right? And so that's really, really important. And then the the third one I want to say is I want you to think about how we can live our life um, in a way that has more purpose and meaning. You know, right now we're kind of like living lives that are kind of really materialistic. We're encouraged just to buy stuff, buy stuff, fill your house up with stuff. That's why, like, in my, I live in America. Everybody, like, they have, have, like, hoarding problem. People with too much stuff they don't need. And then when you go to other countries, you find you can live with so much less, right? So I want you to think about creating situations where you are living with more purpose and meaning. And next time, think about how you can create more times like that. Like, think of one time that you felt like your life was really meaningful, and full of purpose. Even if you want to pause this right now, just think of one time. I can think of one for myself. And then I want you to think about when you're done with that, how can you create more of those in your life? Like for me, it was stopping working in one way and doing stuff like this. Like honest to truth, doing this with you guys is my purpose and meaning because I feel like I have learned my my daughter always says mommy lived a thousand lives like I have had so many life experiences in such a short span of time and when I share that experience with other women and they benefit and they tell me how they've benefited and I can see how the change has been able to be made for them that just drives me to do even more because I'm just like I wish we cared more about one another I wish we actually took the time to help each other as women instead of competing pushing each other down and having the crazy jealousy that happens like could we actually wish each other well you know and so I said you know what instead of just saying that I'm going to do something about it and for me I found immense purpose and meaning that and raising my own children that I love as well now, the last solution I want to help you is from the other gentleman, the doctor I told you about, um, that works on the, um, the thing I told you called ants. And um, what I love about what he suggested is he has us really ask this question. He's like very well known for this, Dr. Daniel. I think it's Amen or Amen. It's spelled like A-M-E-N. And he talks about ants, which are automatic, automatic negative thoughts. And he said, the next time you're upset, It's very simple. You could try it. The next time you're upset, sad, mad, depressed, whatever, write down what you're thinking. Just really simple. Like, oh, I think, you know, so-and-so hates me. Whatever it is. And then ask yourself, is it true? No, wait a minute. Is it absolutely true? That's that's the one. First thing, when you go, is it true? You're going to be like, yes. Hmm. But is it really true? Like, um, I know sometimes with money, people have money issues. They're like, this is never going to end. Like, we have that internal negative dialogue. That's the negative response. And he's like, "Mm, but is it true? Is it, like, never really going to end? Is that, like, really true? Are you going to die if this net, like, you know? And how do I feel? And the next thing you can ask yourself is, how do I feel when I believe this? Right? So... Just to recap, is it true? And then you're probably going to tell you like, yes, you know, I can't take him anymore. I can't be married to him anymore. Like whatever it is. But is it really true? Like, like really, right? Are you going to die if X, Y, Z happens? And then take, take note of how you're feeling, how this whole experience is making you feel. How do I feel when I believe that it could be true? Right? And who would you be if you didn't have that thought? And the answer he referred to is free. Most of us would say free. I'd feel so light if I didn't have those money problems. I'd feel so light if this and this and this. And what's the opposite of 
whatever the problem is. So if the problem is like, I can't wait to get married. I can't. I have to get married now. I can't. Is that really true? You have to like right now. Is that really true, right? And and what's the opposite of I can't wait? Well, the opposite is I can wait, right? What's the opposite of I can't live with him anymore? I can live with him. I can do it. Try it. Try it with your kids. And he has a book and I did buy it. It's called, my son actually likes to read it often. He keeps telling him he wants to go read it. It's, um, oh, it's like the anteater. It's like he made an anteater character and he's, and he's um, you know, to the rescue like a superhero. And he talks to kids about their automatic negative thoughts. Like they were doing like a, a sale and they were trying to raise money for something. And they were like, oh, no one's ever going to buy our stuff. Arr, arr. They were super negative and like, you know. And he was like, but is that true? Is it really true? Like if you control your yourself and you keep doing this like robotically, you ask yourself. After a while, you talk yourself down from some things that you're like, all right, it's not really that extreme. I was getting a little bit carried away. I felt like it was kind of never going to stop, never going to end. I was going to die if, but I realized that might have been a bit extreme and not really true. So that is something that has helped me too. So I want to just give those four little tidbits of insight because even though they're smaller suggestions, I feel like they are a catapult for great changes. Like if we actually all stopped a minute and took stock of what was affecting us and then literally addressed it, come on, life-changing. If we actually all stopped a minute and and shut our negative thoughts down and turned them into positive thoughts, life-changing. And this is what I want us to understand, the immense amount of control that we have, even though we don't feel that way. Right? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you. I'm making dua for you right now that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes your, your, your pain easy, that he finds solutions for you in ways that you couldn't imagine, from ways that you, you, you didn't know they existed. And uh, please make dua for me too. Don't forget, guys, to share this with somebody else that you think could benefit. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you a precious day, an amazing day full of barakah and positive vibes. And uh, inshallah ta'ala, I'll talk to you guys in the next one. Assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Hey, Assalamualaikum. Now that the episode is over, we did just want to come back on and say, if you are feeling such extreme feelings of sadness that you possibly don't want to live anymore, please do reach out to a trusted family member or friend. There are people that love you and want to help you. And if you feel like you don't have anyone like that that you can reach out to, there are tons of hotlines and licensed professionals that are waiting to just help you and get you to a better place. We're wishing you well. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.